Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Today, we're going to talk about uh, some fun things, I think. It's, yeah, still, well, it's still summer. It's still summer. You so it's know, like meeting and, time, uh, right? Meetings. Yes. Lots and lots of meetings. And if you're, you know, if you're a good PLC or if you're a good operating group, you have norms. If you're good. And I will forget, they're important. Like they are. Agreements on how you're going to operate together. They're totally important. You need yeah. to do them. Totally agree. Um, it, it however. Makes, um, yeah, however. <laughs> well, I think I want to say a couple things. I think, however, the need and the kind of norms that the need for and the kind of norms we need to have, I think have changed a little now with digital um, meetings. Okay. You know, like, like there's some pretty standard norms, you know, that like everyone had, like, you know, take care of your personal needs and blah, blah, blah. But like now one is like, mute yourself. <laughs> Period. That's funny because I have been reading so many articles about good, like, digital meeting behavior uh-huh and it's always yeah. the first thing go check that box so you go into a muting a meeting a muting and <laughs> and, uh, and mute yourself <laughs> yeah so Just nobody needs yourself. needs to hear you know your dog barking your kids nope. talking you talking to your kids uh and then they reference of course uh the toilet flush uh-huh and that stuff happens all the time it does the doorbell coughing everything everything keystrokes your mute, phone mute yourself mute. those mute just mute <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good norm right there it's a great norm yeah mute yourself i mean like we should use that when we're in person also just mute yourself so true <laughs> also true <laughs> can't get around that one <laughs> all right so what are some yeah, so like this isn't necessarily a topic that's directly re related to personalized learning. And like we get that. But in order for personalized learning to fly, you have to collaborate with one another. And lots of times that's in a meeting with more than just one other person, which is where you really need to have some agreements on how communication is going to happen. Especially so, since, since you don't have that in-person like social contract, right? Right. And now that, you know, like we're recording this right now, we're facing off on a screen right now, like yeah. we have for, I don't know, the last 50 episodes or so. Oh. <laughs> and it, it's very different. Yeah, it is. It's very It's hard different. to read social cues. It's hard to read people's expressions and you don't pick up the energy that's in the room. And yeah, right. so uh, they're important. So, um, so let's play, let's play kind of like your know, survey says, what was that family feud? Ooh, like nice. what, <laughs> what are some norms, Matt, that if you think of all the groups you've been in over your years in education, what are like your top, the top three norms that come up? One of the ones that I was never a big fan of until I got into like larger meetings was yeah. that everyone had a chance to express themselves. Okay. So nobody dominate, dominates the room. Because I've been in so many teacher meetings when I was a teacher that there's always two or three teachers that hog the spotlight. Yeah. And unless you have one of those norms, those people that are just naturally outgoing will dominate. Yeah. 
Yeah. The one, so I've often had a version of that one that says monitor your airtime. Yep. I think Similar. that's a great one. Yeah. It's especially, a really good one. Yeah. Especially for things like this also, when you have meetings of like eight or nine people yeah. uh, or more uh, that everyone gets, gets a chance to say something. Right. I actually kind of like the one you, the way you stated it better. Everyone has a chance to express themselves. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little bit more explicit. And I think it, makes the responsibility for making sure everyone does get a chance to express themselves more um, like clearly on the facilitator, but also um, obvious to everyone else that it's not just about monitoring yourself. It's about drawing out the other voices of people who are staying quiet. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Awesome. All right, so we have a match because that was on my list, my top three. It's there. Oh, good. Mo monitor your airtime. All right, so what's the second one? What's another I think, one? I think the second one you already mentioned a little bit ago, and it's uh, taking care of personal needs. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you're in a teacher meeting or an admin meeting or some type of meeting with other adults, uh, getting up and going to the bathroom, you don't have to ask anybody. Right. Yeah, you don't have right. to ask if you need to go up and get that last croissant that you really, really want, but it's like 10 <laughs> feet away, you know? And these days, yeah. if you need to mute yourself or shut your screen off and go do something else, so be it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise you're distracting others in this age of Zoom meetings. Right. If you're going off and like walking around the room with your laptop and your dogs are there and your kids are there and you're muting yourself while you're going to make a sandwich or something, just shut off the video. Yeah. Just, it's, it's okay, you're still participating Right, right. But what it, it, I'll do a lot, that's actually like, I like that as like, a, how do you translate this to the digital world? It's like, hmm. um, yeah, kind of like if you need to do something, turn off your video, like, especially if you're gonna eat or drink something. I mean, maybe not so much drinking, but definitely eating, turn off your video. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I think, like I do this a lot, I did it on a meeting earlier today, suddenly my house was freezing cold and like all the windows were open and I just like typed in the box, like be right back, need to close the window. So like, it doesn't look like you're just abandoning the meeting. Right, right. <laughs> and I think now that everybody is getting used to these type of meetings, uh, it becomes more of the, oh, I've seen that before. Oh, that yeah. behavior is totally fine. Right. Whereas, you know, walking around a regular, you know, meeting, in-person meeting, if you're, if everybody's just kind of milling around, it seems a little more informal, but yeah, we're all at home now. So it's okay. Right. Th those it's things okay. are acceptable. Yeah. Uh, and uh, make it again, I like how you said before, making it explicit that that's okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know, if you need to do something, just the respectful thing to do is shut off your video. Right. You can keep the sound going. You can still hear. Right. You're still a part of it but you're not distracting other people also. Right. It's like that person, I think that would be the same as if I'm sitting on the corner of a table in a in-person meeting and I'm just tapping my pencil the whole time. <laughs> you know, that's a little distracting, I would say. A uh, uh, little, little bit, Matt. Just, just a little bit. That was never me, of course. All right. Ever. Never? No. Maybe. Yeah, so what would uh, another one, you know, oh, so here's one, I'll share one. Okay. Um, be present always good yeah meaning like when you're in the meeting give your full attention to the meeting you know yep. like i think that's fair um i think that's super fair because fair. you know everybody's got a phone now or some type of device on them and if everybody's 
the, the thing that I hated the most, even when we had these norms in place, that everybody's got a laptop open mm -hmm. and it's clear that some people are strictly checking email and responding yeah. to email and not paying attention. Yeah. But I always felt that saying, you know, screens down yeah. is like a second grade thing to do. Right. Uh, so it's that one's an awkward one, but a good facilitator can overcome that pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. But like I is, have, I have at times in meetings when I've seen that just, or, and it like, and I knew it was like an important discussion that needed to be having. I would say, can everyone close their computers for a moment? Yep. Like, and, and yeah. And I think, you know, someone who's going to facilitate a meeting has to be willing to do that. Yeah. It, even if it's awkward. Yeah. Even if it is awkward. You have to do it. You have to do it. And eventually, if you keep having meetings with those same groups, eventually that will just become the known. Right. That A, the meetings will go faster if everybody's yeah. paying attention, right. <laughs> which is always a key. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it could be, you know, in, an hour meeting could easily stream to an hour 45 mm -hmm. if everybody's just kind of distracted and not really paying attention and people have to repeat themselves. Right. And nobody wants any of that. Nobody no. in the room wants to be there longer than they are, whether yeah. it's in person or digital like this. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the ones that we are not such a big fans of? Um, I'm pretty sure you have one. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's Facebook friends with me knows I have one. <laughs> I don't like. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> So I have, I have a lot of problems with this particular um, norm. I think it uh, sounds nice and reasonable on the surface, but um, actually causes a lot more problems than it solves. Okay. I'm excited. Um, what is it? Oh, oh, tell us, Courtney, what is it? Assume good intentions. Ah, oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, a lot, oh. actually. Okay. A lot, from a lot of different perspectives and lenses, actually. There's a lot wrong with that okay. statement. Let's do it. So, so first, okay, so this is like, I'll kind of go through like Courtney's development of her hatred for this norm. So <clears throat> I kind of noticed early on in my education career that there were certain people who loved this norm and always made sure that it got on the list and like was always kind of passionate about the fact that it needed to be there and that we needed to follow it. And I think like within the first year or two, definitely two of my teaching and being involved in different groups that used these norms that always had this one, I kind of noticed two things. I noticed that number one, uh, people aren't actually very good at doing this because we never agree on what that actually means, what it looks like to assume good intentions, okay. um, which isn't huge. Like that's, that's a thing with a lot of behaviors <laughs> we expect from one another. Um, but the second thing that really kind of started to, to tip me off to this not being such a great norm is that I noticed that um, the people who kind of like wielded the norm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like yep. the people who used that norm um, were using it kind of in a manipulative way 
And we're certainly not extending the grace that that norm implies to the person of which they were accusing of them not giving good intentions to like, like, so like if I said, so if you said something like, you know, uh, you know, like, I don't know, uh, pizza's bad for the kids. Like, so, well, you know, I'm, I'm offended by that. You're not assuming I'm a, I was just trying to give them something that they would all enjoy. How about you assume good intentions? And it's like, well, but meow, meow. Now I have to edit this kitty. No, we don't. True. My kitty's Kitty's in the room. Kitties never have good intentions, but, uh, that is so true. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. So you see what I mean? Like, I'm by accusing you of not assuming good intentions of me. I'm not assuming good intentions of you either. That's interesting. That clearly this one bothers you a lot. Yeah. It, it seems like it's it can be used as a very uh, passive aggressive tool. Yes. And it's, it's incredibly passive aggressive. I'm trying to think of some of the some of the meetings that I've been in where this one has been an explicit norm and everyone i don't know it always seems like everyone is like yeah yeah of course you know we're all here for a reason and but some people are not in the room to have good intentions sometimes there's a lot of times especially the bigger the meetings get there are people there who want to actively disrupt right okay so the more i have learned about this idea of assuming good intentions, that is exactly something that I have learned, right? And like, it's not something I thought about initially, but you're 100% right on. Not everyone has good intentions. So by saying like, we assume, it's like you're negating, you're not allowing for the possibility that there could be someone with bad intentions and that's not good. (laughs) Like, we should always be, aware and cognizant and thinking about the possibility that there is someone there with bad intentions. So if we're in meetings and whether it's teacher meetings or admin meetings or community meetings, if we take this to the next step and assume that there are going to be people in the room that don't have good intentions, yeah, that's that can be okay also. Absolutely, it can be okay. Because I think the discussions of the people that are conflicting with each other can have outcomes that are better than if, if everybody's in the room, they always agree. We kind of talked about this right before we started uh, podcasting in the hundreds of episodes that we've done. How many times have we actually disagreed <laughs> with each other? Not a and, lot. <laughs> no, like once or twice. <laughs> and and it's it's really awkward when it is but i think our knowledge of whatever we're talking about gets to a a better level because we do have disagreements and it's okay to have disagreements even if people don't want to be there and if everybody always agrees that's in the room uh, the good intentions i think kind of assume that we're all here for one reason and this is to get through this and have this outcome Mm -hmm. you can't have great outcomes unless you have a little bit of conflict i would say 
Right. It does. It kind of squashes conflict. It's almost like saying like, we, we just want to be real nice to each other here. Yep. Everybody's going to get along mm -hmm. and you know, we're just going to go home after this and you know, life does not work that way. Right. No, it doesn't. And that it's not healthy either. It's not okay. So well, I, I actually had a friend. So I did. So for those of you who don't know, like I put a post about this on Facebook not too long ago because I've been <laughs> thinking about it a lot. And um, a, a, another education professional colleague of mine um, kind of wrote and responded saying like she's felt the same way. And here are some norms that some of her groups have started using instead of that particular norm. Oh, okay. And like there are other things I want to say about this because there are bigger, larger issues with this norm but like right now these are pretty good things to die to, to to pick apart but one thing she has said that they use is they value um i'm not gonna get the words exactly right but they they value like honest accountability over kindness i like that right it's something to that effect um and then the other one is is that people speak their truths bravely Oh, I like that one a lot too. Yeah, they're both awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I like that one a lot because it is hard to say what you feel sometime if it's going to be clearly against what some other people are talking about or not even maybe against, just different. Yeah. And that, that can be tough sometimes. Right, right. And then and if you know that there's a particular personality that's going to immediately throw the, you're not assuming good intentions. And it's like, no, I just, you know, I, sorry, I think meatballs are better than pizza. I'm not telling you you're a jerk because you like pizza. Like, you know, it's, um, it's a ridiculous example I'm using right now, but. Uh, yeah, because pizza is yeah. clearly better than meatballs. Right, it is. Truth. <laughs> True. So, <laughs> so like, so another piece of this that's kind of related is that um, not only are there truly people with bad intentions sometimes, but it's also true that people who are doing bad things sometimes think they're, sometimes their intentions are good. Like they think their intentions are good, Okay. but they're still doing bad things. All right. Tell me about that. An example for that one. Hitler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Went right to that one. I wow. mean, it's an obvious one. So it's, true. it's true. It's true. Uh, I'm uh, glad I didn't have to speak my truths bravely yeah. to Hitler. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have worked out so well. No, it um, didn't for some people. <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. So, so, I mean, again, extreme okay. example. Yeah, I get it. But, um, you know, and, and sometimes it's not because they're like, you know, uh, mentally unstable. Sometimes it's because they just don't have all the information they need to make a better decision. I'm trying to think of like some webinar meetings that I've watched over the past couple of years that involve kind of what you're saying. And I have watched a few education ones that are clearly just not in the best interests for education, <laughs> but, and they're, they're for adults and they're not for the kids. Right. And uh, as I think our listeners know, uh, neither of us can stand that at all. 
that we need to adapt to them. They don't need to adapt to the adults. Yeah. So this is a really, this is a pretty good example, but like the intentions of the people presenting is to better the learning of the adults, yep. but because they don't have a, a better understanding of how learning actually works and what might actually be best practice or, you know, they're, they're, they're saying things that could be potentially harmful or at least not best practice, yep. but it's not because their intentions were bad. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's a great so example. Like, yeah. So that's another kind of problem with that statement is like, well, sometimes bad things have good intentions. So like Hitler. Do then if like you're Hitler. always assuming good intentions. Like, like Hitler. Like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, okay. So I want to I want to wrap this up a little bit. Okay. By... Well, then I have to talk about the bigger issue. Oh, then then let's do Sorry. that. I am not done, Mache. Do I, not shut me I down. I know. I I can see you right on the <laughs> Zoom right now. <laughs> so it's actually so if you think now if you put on a social justice lens, assuming good intentions does something um, called centering. Okay. And it centers the person who's saying, well, what about, you know, what about my good intentions? It's centering them and taking the attention off of the actual issue that needs to be discussed and dismantled and handled rather. So it, it's, it's taking, so let's say, you know, um, let's say you're learning you, you that you you now have a, a transgender student in your classroom right and you've you've kind of been told what their pronouns are um but you continually mistakenly don't use them let's say the the, the child wants to be called they them right but you mm -hmm. keep saying he okay and another colleague of yours does what you're supposed to do in this situation and interrupts you and says they Every time you say he, they, and let's mm -hmm. say you get really flustered by that. Okay. And in that flustering, start to get upset and angry because you're now feeling like you're doing something wrong. And maybe for whatever reason you're feeling like you're being a bad person and you kind of go there. You say, well, my, I, but, but I don't mean to be doing that. I, I'm intend. It's not my intention to blah, blah, blah but you are still hurting that other person. There is a very real impact of using the wrong pronouns on a transgender person or for a transgender person, especially yep. when you have been told and reminded, right? Yes. And if you're not kind of saying like, oh, I'm sorry, and you're not catching yourself. Um, in that instance, saying this, well, what about my good intentions? It makes it about you, right? It centers the whole problem on you and your feelings which is not actually what the issue is. It's not about you. I love it. Yeah, so that's the larger picture. And this is true in all kind of areas of social justice. If it's racism, homo, you know, uh, homophobism, I don't, I don't, I did not say that word correctly. Homophobia, thank you. That too. Ableism, ageism, all of it. Like it's your, your intentions are not the center of the problem. It's not about you being a good or bad person. And it's, it's not fair to then shift the focus of what the actual problem is to taking care of the person who thinks that they've now been treated badly. 
think it's a great way to express that and wrap that up. Yeah. Nice job, Courtney. Yeah, so stop using that norm and instead use kind of variations of the one that my friend gave me, which are speak your truth bravely and value um, honest accountability over kindness. I think to, uh, to put a bow on this one, this doesn't just mean meetings with adults that we're having. Yes. As we do the remote learning in uh, what a month or so, mm -hmm. uh, when we start with the kids, these are some better norms to figure out what does remote learning look like and have yeah. better norms than the ones that we just write down and have list of that we've had for 20 years. Yeah, and just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk about exactly. why. Talk about the why yep. behind the norms and why you either want to accept them or why you don't. Um, that's what's going to move us forward as a, as humanity. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, everybody. It's all on the norms. <laughs> I think all next week, on the norms. next week we're going to be discussing uh, an article that uh, we just came across before recording about uh, how online teaching is different from face-to-face -face and how it needs to be different, yeah, especially perfect. since, uh, especially this week as we record, uh, there are a lot of school districts around the country that are making the decision to not reopen in physical buildings in the fall, yep. and they're going to start with remote learning. Right. So since you don't have the same kids you had in March when you went out, what does that look like when you have new kids that you may not know in front of you on a screen? Right. Uh, we're going to dig into that a little bit, but I think this is a great way to talk about what the norm should be. Uh, for our learners, which we can then translate into these adult meetings and can make them better. Uh, and as a byproduct, of course, we talked about make them shorter, which everybody wants. <laughs> make your meetings better and shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nobody wants to sit in a screen for eight hours a day. That's for sure. No. That's for sure. Let's cut that awesome. down to shortness. Uh, we're going to talk about that next week and we'll put links to it out there. I'm sure uh, we will have some tweets or something before then. Perfect. Uh, but in the meantime, we will see you next week. All right.